morning they're one of the ones that actually come early that's a novel idea church just thought i'd throw that in there and uh, they uh, they looked at the scripture and they went hmm interesting topic there today so all the men if you would stay women you're dismissed thank y'all for coming no no i'm teasing this is for all of us and i want to handle this with a lot of uh, grace and and truth and and honor god's word uh of course it has that ugly i don't think it's ugly it's a beautiful word submission it has that word and a lot of times i've even had people ask me in wedding vows hey can we take that submission thing out <laughs> i go no not if i'm going to do your wedding i mean this is a this is a jesus word submission and the church said and the church said amen, amen. i mean it's it's mutual submission and also he has roles here forced to play but let's just look at ephesians 5 open your bibles there to ephesians 5 starting there in uh, verse 22 and we'll begin to look at the text together because paul moves into discussing the roles of of marriage of of what we are to do and it's crucial to remember that it's always all about jesus It, it really is and obeying him as the word of god comes to us as it will this morning so we're going to walk through uh, the Ephesians 5 biblical text. This has always been a rich section for me. I, I remember it just like yesterday. It was uh, August 10th, 1979. Anybody know what that day was? It was You're saying it was a, a sunny day. It was. It was a Friday, and I got married. <laughs> married way over my head, outpunted my coverage, some say. What are you laughing about? I'm thinking the same thing every time I see you too. And uh, and wonderful day. And I remember that night as we went on our honeymoon. I remember giving Donna a Bible, and I was trying to think, what is the gift that I want to give her? And I said, I want to give her God's word. Our, our lives are centered on Jesus, and I want to give her the Scripture. And and I was so excited because she had taken a brand new name just a few hours before. So on our honeymoon night, I still remember getting that Bible, that gift out, and giving it to her, and it had her new name. And then I said, hey, let's, let's start this on Ephesians 5. And we read this together. And it's, so it's always been a rich, rich passage as you look at it. It connects the, the relationship of the husband and the wife, and it represents church, the, the church of Jesus, how the husband there really represents Christ. And this biblical marriage here, this is God's divine design. It's the way God planned it for us. And the Christian home, the, the Christian marriage should be a symphony. And if you ever go to the symphony, the symphony and those instruments, it's a very harmonious tone. It's all in sync. Everything hits beautifully, and it's so pleasing to the ear. And I think about it, that's what Christian marriage is. It wants to be a witness, a, a reflection of Jesus working in the hearts of people. So let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. Number one, get your pen out, get your crayon out, get your lipstick out, whatever you're writing with, and write it. A submissive love. That's, that's what Paul begins to deal with right off the bat. But I will say the word submit, submission, the principle has been so abused in our day, and, and, and I'll give you that, and yet the Scripture calls clearly not Keith, not pastor, it's Jesus. He calls the wives to submit to the husband. He doesn't, listen women, listen. He doesn't call wives to submit to men. He doesn't call wives to submit to other husbands. And the women went, hallelujah. He calls you to submit to your husband in, in that role, in that relationship that he has given you, in that covenant. Look at Ephesians 5.22. It's going to come up on the screen for you this morning. 
In Ephesians 5, 22, did, did it come up? Maybe, yeah, okay, I, I, I was thinking that I had it up here. Wives, submit yourself to your husbands as you do to the Lord. So, and some of you get a little nervous going, oh man, why did I go to church? Oh man, I just, I was so tired, it was raining, and I got up, and now he's giving me this word. Oh, help me, Jesus. Women, you just have a few minutes to endure, then I'm going to rip us men to shreds. He has two or three times more to say to us men and the women go, because y'all need it. And all the men said, golly, that was one of the strongest amens I've ever heard. Amen. I'm just dumb. I'm just glad to be here. Okay. So submitting to the Lord. But here it is. Submit. Right out beside submit. I think I gave you a little room here. Be willing to obey the commands of Jesus, of Scripture. But this is a a spirit-controlled submission. It's a spirit-controlled relationship. Remember last weekend we talked about being filled with the Spirit? Out of that, you see, verses Jesus... And, and scripture was not written it wasn't given verse and chapter we invented that later so we could easily identify and find it and right out of that section it just flows naturally right into be filled with the spirit now submit Let, let's look here real quickly at verse 21 are you ready and he goes and further submit to one another out of reverence for christ if you write in your bibles write mutual submission Right here, he's calling us to submit one to the other out of reverence and out of loyalty and honor to Christ. That somehow Jesus Christ is glorified. He's, he's magnified in this relationship. So it's not degrading, as the world says, for a woman, for a wife to submit to her husband. It gives glory to Jesus. And I believe that you gather every weekend and that you're a part of our church and all the ones that are out today, maybe they'll catch it on podcast, I hope. That's part of the plan of god to reflect his glory to honor christ through submission and it doesn't say if you feel like submitting how many times have you felt like submitting in a situation as a christ follower let's get out of marriage for just a minute in your journey with jesus sometimes is it hard to submit to christ raise your hands if you say so yeah it is isn't it but submission is holy submission is biblical in the marriage relationship, he gives us these, these roles. There's like gender roles here. And he gives the, the wife this role to submit. So I could talk about this for days. And some of you say, please don't. But look there, right in the middle of the page. You know, I like to give you all Greek sometimes just because it's kind of fun. And this is one of the funnest words of Greek. You're going to love saying this. You're going to so impress people this week. Hupo, hupo tiso. Hupo tiso. Say it with me. Hupo Tyso. Isn't that a great word? You're like, I don't know. What does it mean? It's, it's, it's fun to say, hupo, hupo tyso. But when you look at this Greek word, I, I've tried to put it right here. It means to be under, hupo is under, tyso is to arrange in an orderly manner. It means to place yourself up under in an orderly fashion. Here it is, women. In an orderly fashion, you place yourself under your husband as the covering for your home and some of you are going that's my man and some of you are going i ain't submitting to him well that's maybe why things aren't going so well in your home so it's it's to be subject it's to bring under control it's uh, it's for two people listen two people 
who are absolutely equal in the eyes of God. Man and woman is equal in the eyes of God. And the church said, amen. This is not some headship, dictatorship, beat woman down. If it is, you don't understand hupo taiso. You don't understand what it means to arrange yourself up under the other person. So how somehow it reflects Christ. It's this, uh, it's this role that I go, God, I want my marriage to be blessed of you. I want my covenant to bring honor to Jesus. So, Lord, if this is your divine plan for our home, then I willingly, obediently submit myself to my husband. Give me grace. Give me strength to do that. So it means responding to that leadership, hopefully, that he's giving uh, I will give you this. A lot of times the women are a lot smarter. You can turn to them right now. It's like, I know it. No, you don't have to. But they are. Sometimes they're, more, they're smarter. Sometimes they're more intelligent. They're definitely a lot more sensitive. They maybe have more understanding. Uh, they're a whole lot prettier. And everybody will go, yeah, you got that right, man. Nothing pretty about us. And, but here's the thing. When, when Adam fell in the garden, sin came and took reign. And ever since then, this spirit of Adam has been working in man and woman to dominate, to control. So if, if a man is trying to dominate you, that's, that's not the proper role. But at the same time, as a woman, sometimes it's like, but I don't want to be controlled. But in a lovingly submissive kind of way, under Christ, they submit. Then I think God bl brings blessing. Here it is. The woman would just go, I choose to do so. I choose to submit because God is my father and i want to do what pleases him you remember when you were a little kid and you were growing up didn't you want to please your father you probably did and it gave you great joy here how much more joy do you get in pleasing heavenly abba god i just, I just want to bless you I, I, here it is headship should never be confused with and it causes to be the head of the home it's never confused with dictatorship that that's just abuse that's just wrong that's just evil you are to care to not crush to serve, not smother, to facilitate, not frustrate, to promote spiritual growth, but not destroy the other person. So he, he goes all through this thing about uh, submission and, 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 and loving it and doing it God's way. And, and then here it is. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. So that's verse 21. Verse 22, we talked about for wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. And then, verse 23, here it is. For a husband is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the Savior of his body, the church. As a church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husband and everything. And, and that's right there through verse 24. So he's trying to get design. He's trying to get divine design laid out in the home to map it out and go, this is how the home functions. And some of you are going, oh, man, this, this is good. This, this is what I need. This is what I love. And, and if I'm honest, somebody's probably like right there, like, man, he's having too much fun with this. Uh, I don't think so. But he's fixing to flip it, guys. <laughs> guys, are you ready? Are you with me, guys? Guys, are you with me? He's fixing to flip it. And the women are fixing to go, good. <sighs> now I can go to sleep. I can just sit back. Now he's fixing to clean us. He's fixing to, boom, put it on us because he loves us. And, and, and as, as I was studying this this week, I thought about, how we need this sacrificial love women and men one for the other but men are really called to sacrifice and to lead and i read this thing by john MacArthur that i thought was really good about marriage and i wanted to share it with you 
Somebody asked John one time, says, John, and this is like, Pastor, grace to you out on the West Coast. Really, must, I think Chuck has a study Bible back there. Really prolific teacher of the gospel. And somebody asked him, so what's the key to a good marriage? He's, and, and said, and how does it have such joy and blessing? He goes this, I'll tell you what it is in a very simple sentence. Now, for John MacArthur to say anything in a simple sentence, that, that is a miracle. I've got many of his commentaries. He is one of the most verbose but brilliant men I've ever read. Here's what he says. And this is my objective in dealing with the wife that I adore. It is simply this. Whatever will bring her joy and be to her benefit, I will submit to do happily because all I want is her joy and spiritual benefit. Isn't that a great answer? Man, that's what brings blessing in the marriage. Is it says that, God, I want to bring joy to this other person in, in our marriage, in our union. And men, if we concentrate on trying to bring joy and radiance and reflection into our wife, a, a lot of times, if you'll just watch the countenance of people, you can see if they're a happy camper or not. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I've been doing this so long and people come in my office and man, there's a static joy. Oh, it's fun to sit with them. And they come in and they got a scowl on their face and they're mad and they're irritated and they raise their voice many times. It, 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 ain't, it ain't so fun. And you try to help them process. Did y'all know this? In the counseling hour, you know what we call the counseling hour professionally? 50 minutes. You know why? It's all we can endure. 50 minutes. Okay, y'all didn't think that was funny. I can tell you, you didn't count so much. Because if it's heated, man, it's like, man, 50 minutes, an hour. And, and I've been known, Cheryl will tell you, I've been known to do those marathons with people sometimes, hour and a half, two hours, two and a half, bringing the troops, man, bringing the gloves. They're fixing to slug one another in Jesus' name. It's going to be nasty. But it's good when God heals and he breaks through. So he talks to us here about marriage and about servanthood and about in the home and making up our mind that we want to honor Christ, that we want to submit to Christ in mutual submission. And then look at this next word, just fill on your blank, a sacrificial love. Here in verse 25, he starts, for husbands, your guys, circle that, <laughs> husbands. This means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean. Now, women, I got to tell you, when, when you go from submitting to your husband to doing what? to loving your wife as Christ loved the church. God just called us men to the impossible. But with God, all things are possible. That's what the scripture says. With the power of the Holy Spirit, with the love of Christ in our hearts, man, we can flip it in our home and, and things can begin to change desperately because we need that. In this sacrificial love, I love that in verse 25, when he just love your wives. Here's a couple things if you just want to write on the side. Put her first. Put her before myself. That seemed to be so easy, didn't it, guys, when you were dating? You don't have to answer me. Just listen. But you've been married a while, and if you're not careful, we can tend to get a selfish, not selfless. And that's when things begin to kind of... Do, do you remember when you were dating your woman? how you would go out of your way all the time to do things for and to do this and to do that. And then maybe, maybe that slid a little bit and God says, okay, here it is. I want you to love her like I love the church and gave myself completely. I sacrificed my life, my love for you. Now I want you to put it first. Here's a little second one. Protect her. We'll talk about that in a little bit more. Just protect her, care for her. Uh, 
give the evidence that, man, you are fully supportive of her, protect her, watch out for her needs, care for her. Here, I'll give you a little practical one. Protect her. Okay, I'm going to be a hypocrite right now, okay? And, and Donna's very patient with this. I grew up, we did not lock doors growing up in the 60s, okay? We just didn't. We've been married. Donna likes to have doors locked. We haven't had an alarm system. She has a, a degree of protection, and I'm grateful for that, and it's smart, and for our girls, and for her, and she needs to be honored. But I got to tell you, I, I failed this probably miserably. I've, I've messed up on this one so bad. I want to protect her. I care for her. I lock the doors most of the time. And, and Donna would probably go, he's right. And I've gotten a lot better. I work at it hard, guys. This is harder than studying Greek for me, okay? I have been known. This is how dumb, I mean, this is how gifted your pastor is. I have gone somewhere and come home, and I have had the keys in the doorknob. That is so helpful to the criminal community. You know, it makes my wife feel so protected. And I'm making fun of me right now. But I, but I okay, here. If you're a man in this room and you struggle with locking doors, can you just hold your hand up and see if I'm just alone? Wait a minute. Wait a minute, hold them. I want to look. I want to get a picture. Wait a minute, in my mind. Praise God. Okay, there's a few of you that are as inept as me. Okay, no, no I'm kidding. Y'all are really smarter than me. Here you go. Protect her. Here's, here, here's another thing. Just right here. Serve her. Sacrificial means to serve her. To serve her like Christ serves us. And, and, and the fourth one real quick would lead her. Lead her. Direct her. Give her guidance. Give her spiritual leadership. The scripture would build a case for be the spiritual priest in your home. Oh God, help us to give ourselves up for our wives. To lovingly sacrifice for them. The, the, the passage, if you wrote down, uh, Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 13. There's no greater love than he that would lay down his life for another. It's the love of Jesus. And he's called us to love our wives like Jesus loved the church. So here, God, help me to be willing to lay down my life. Lord, not just willing, help me to lay down my life, Lord Jesus, for, for her benefit that she somehow, as I sacrificially love her, that she might radiate, that she is well-loved, that she is well-cared for, and that Christ is just getting glory. Man, that, that, that's what we're praying for around here, that we're going to build a, a, a lot of marriages that are more about giving than taking. It, it's easy to be a taker, and God says, but man, I want you to be givers. I, I want you to emulate that. Remember uh, uh, last weekend, I think we talked about being imitators of God. Here, be an imitator of Jesus. Give, 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 give. Uh, bless them uh, put put her needs above your needs don't try to be so self-centered but try to be selfless and try to die to the flesh and let let christ just be more let him be more in your home let him uh, be the center of the home let him be the center of the conversation of the relationship um, and and sometimes guys it might mean for us and i pick on this but a lot of times us guys are guilty of this sometimes it just means turning off the television turning off espn i know that's a sacrifice okay uh we have this thing at home called dvr praise jesus it was a wonderful intervention i can totally be attentive and i can get back to the program later stop it and listen you know and you know and 
you know, and just want to stop and say, man, she doesn't talk a lot, but when she says, I, I need to listen, I, I need to clue in. Have, have, you, have, have you ever been that person, that guy, have you ever been that one, she's talking, but you're seeing her lips move, but you ain't heard anything? Don't raise your hand. Don't say anything out loud. I don't want you to come in with a black eye next week, okay? Like, yeah, man, I know she was trying to tell me something, but I, I didn't hear. And as I'm getting older, I don't hear as well. And and, and sometimes Donna will do this for me. She'll be talking, and she talks in a real, you know, in a, in a normal tone, sweet tone. But sometimes I'm leaving the room, and she's talking, and I, I just hear something, you know, and I'm walked out, and I come back in the room. And I'm like, were you talking to me? I, I didn't hear her. I, it's not selective hearing. I really don't hear. How many, how many of you men struggle with hearing? L look at this, women. Look at all these hands up. We, we struggle. Send us to the ear doctor this week. I don't know what it is. We just... But sometimes our minds are somewhere else, and you women go, I know. I mean, Donna, she multitasking. She can do five things and be focused on every one. I focus on one, and I'm struggling to keep up. What are you laughing about? I'm watching a television show, and, and I'm trying to figure it out, and she's over there sewing, monogramming, doing this, doing that, paying bills, connected with this, and then I go, and I test her. You know, I'm so spiritual. I just test her like... Do you know what's going on? She tells me every time what's going on. She just gets it. I'm like, man. And I try to multitask, and I lose one of the others. You know, I, you know you're saying, man, you're just kind of gifted. Yeah, I know, in the wrong way. So here, here's what I've learned about me. I tend to, I tend to be selfish. I don't, I don't know if any of you other men are like that. Maybe you are. Maybe that's the word for you today. God wants you to not be as selfish as you were. Karen Long wrote a book entitled, If You Don't Die to Self, I May Have to Kill You. <laughs> How would you like to be her husband? <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was funny, but I was like, no, no. It, it just means, dying means giving myself wholly to Jesus. Holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y. Giving myself completely to Jesus. Look on the front of this. What does it say? halfway in christ it says complete christ completes us aren't you glad that christ completes you this morning in marriage man you're just more in the marriage covenant because god uses them to make us more than we were by ourselves so i just know as, as, I, as I read through this section in ephesians and about loving our wives it means being attentive in conversation it means being encouraging in hardships it means somehow learning to be gentle in disagreements by the Holy Spirit's power. It means to be honoring in public, and it means being attuned to her emotions. Because the woman is the weaker vessel, the Scripture says. Not weak, not less than. If anything, I think women are more than. And all the women said, don't say it too loud, women. It hurts. But y'all are more. But we, we just want to be attentive. See, already I've got, I've got everybody mad at me today. Women are mad at me. Men are mad at me. We're going to have to bring a dog up here or something so I can go talk to him. Because they're like, man, why are you preaching this, man? See, when you try to preach an expositional series, sometimes you can just, if you just do a topical, you could skip this section. We could go on. But what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do with this? I'm going to hold it up to you because I want you to know God's word. Isn't that good, church? being attentive to christ all right look at it here it is submissive love sacrificial love felt the next one a sanctifying love i love that sanctification sanctifies a big theological word it just means to be set apart for his purposes for the purposes of god 
sacrifice produces sanctification. It really does. Uh, There's some pictures here. The Hebrew picture, the prophetic picture, the marital picture. It's the, it's, it, uh, if you look at the history here, it's the, it, it's the picture of the bridal ritual bath. The Jewish maiden of years ago, she would rise early on her wedding day and that day that every girl dreams about. And that was a special day to her. And her bridesmaids, I understand, would join her in the nuptial bath. So they would have this bath together and they'd be telling stories or whatever. And then she would wait to put on her embroidered, fine linen for her husband as he would come for her. And she would wait for him. And the picture was that she would be spotless, without wrinkle, without blemish, holy. That's the whole thought of when your bride comes down the aisle for you and that adorned, beautiful white dress without blemish, without mud, without anything on it, she comes for you. Do you know what I'm talking about, men? Is that the most beautiful sight you've seen this side of heaven? It is. I remember like yesterday, we were in Eastern Hills Baptist Church on a Friday night. And this woman came through the door on the arm of her father for me wow and that's what christ does for the church and that's what he calls us men to love our wives with with that kind of love that's what god wants to do here um, not defilement not um not decay not with uh, the collagen has gone out of your face and she's older now and there's wrinkles and there's cracks she is beautiful She's beautiful in the sight of Jesus. She's beautiful in your eyes. And the church said, amen. I mean, if you don't believe that, then, and then you get to go look at yourself in the mirror and go, God, thank you for a woman. Wow. In the Hebrew, it's kind of, it doesn't really say wow, but it really kind of, that's the inflection when, you know, out of your rib, woman, woman, wow. This is awesome. Are you glad God made woman? Yes. For us, our gift our treasure and then and then let, let's keep moving here he tells us there verse 26 to make her holy and clean washed by the cleansing of god's word we we wash her with the word there's this sanctifying love here but i think there's a scripture that's going to come up it's uh, james chapter 1 verse 27 and, and james says there keep yourself unspotted from the world i know some of you are in marriage or not married today and you're like well there's principles here here's a great principle from you you're 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 in christ and you're not married but here's the principle for all of us god wants to live unblemished unspotted before him in this world because without holiness the scripture says no one will see the lord god's called us to be holy and pure before him and, and that's why this marriage thing is so such a beautiful picture of what Christ has for us. Lord, we're, we're grateful for that teaching that you present her a glorious church. Lord, you're, you're talking about purity here. You're not talking about some ritual. You're, you're talking about pure like you are. Write down Revelation 21, 27 and listen to the Revelator. John describes the new Jerusalem and he says this, nothing, listen, nothing impure will enter it. Nothing defiled will enter into heaven. Only those things that are washed and cleansed by the precious blood of Jesus. 
That's why the blood of Christ, the atonement, is so powerful because it makes us fit for heaven. So God, we're, we're grateful for that. It's like we, uh, here it is, we learned this from Jeremy, one of our piano players here, our son-in-law that we love so much. Um, they, have a, they have a thing they do in Canada. At first it drove me nuts. And, and, and I remember when, when they got married, uh, we had, they went on their honeymoon and we had all the Canadians over. That, Jason, that was a cool thing, you're Canadian. And they all came over. And, and I got there a little bit later from the church, and Donna was there, and all these people, 30, 40 people were all gathering in the house. And I came through the front door, and literally, I have never, I thought we started a shoe store while I was at the wedding. All these shoes were piled up in the foyer. And I thought, man, it's going to stink in there, and it didn't. And, and I walked in, and Canadians, here's what they do. You know what they do? It's their simple habit. They take off their shoes before they enter the house. Is that right, Jason? Well, at least his, his neighborhood did. Jeremy's did. And they did that. And, and so when they got married, they take their, he's always taking his shoes off. And, and, uh, and I remember when they bought their home, they said, Pop, don't wear Well, I wasn't Pop then. I was just Dad. And they go, take off your shoes. And it's a great thing. It keeps you from, because what happens is when you walk in with your shoes on, what do you do to carpet? You, you've cleaned a little carpet, have you? you? You soil it. You make it dirty. And now my grandson, the three-year-old, we have areas in our house, bedrooms have carpet. You don't wear shoes there. Other parts, they're more hard surface with rugs. We are loud. Me and Donna, that's our rule in our house. But my grandson can't distinguish that. And he'll come in and go, Pop, we need to talk. You need to take your shoes off. How do you reason with a three-year-old? Boy, this is my house. No. He's right. He's got it down. It's unspotted. And, and, I, and, and so I tell you that example, I just think it's a beautiful thing that God says we need to be unspotted. Hey, that was fun. I got to take my shoes off, too. This feels kind of good. Okay. <laughs> you ought to take your shoes off before you come in here. No, no, I'm, no, no, don't do that. Okay. All right. So nothing impure enters prophetically here. God wants us to be, to see the metaphor of the marriage of the church, that we, we, we find the goodness of Christ Husbands that are to love their wives, that they can be set apart for God's purpose. Look at the next one. Uh, a sanctifying now, a satisfying love. This love here, it, we'll move on down. He talks about holy and blemished, verse 28. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body but feeds and cares for it just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body. There's no self-mutilation. There's, there's we basically, we probably do love ourselves. Matter of fact, a lot of us go, yeah, we love ourselves a lot. We love ourselves more than we admit. And, and so that's maybe when we struggle with being selfish because we love ourselves too much sometimes. And then some people don't think love themselves enough. But here, here's the thing. We just go, God, I want to I wanna love her. I want to honor her in a fitting way that brings glory to your kingdom. God, I want her to know in her heart of hearts that She's treasured in that she's, uh, she's my gift. She's the gift of heaven for me on this earth. So, Lord, monogamy, exclusivity, Lord, she's, she's mine. She's, she's the precious gift of life that the gospel talks about. Uh, not my authority over her, but yet my sacrifice and my love for her that it might be satisfying to her and in our home 
Lord, help us to have those kind of homes that we protect them and we nourish them and we cherish them with the word and we begin to speak life to them. Uh, Lord, you're, you're Christ's body, Christ the bride. Same word. They're synonymous, okay? Man, I, I, I'm getting so caught up in this. I, I could teach on this literally for hours and, and our time is really getting away. So let, let's look here. It uh, talks about we're members of his body. Move down to verse 31 with me. As the scripture says, a, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Uh, the, the translation, I think it's the NIV on the screen, it says, and, and the two shall become one. The two, now one in Christ. That's, that's the beautiful picture of Christ and his church that he wants for us. That now, here it is, they're literally, they're glued together. You, you, ever, you ever taken a sheet of paper or a piece of construction paper and glued it to another piece of construction paper and, and, and sealed it? And then somebody said, Key, you did the wrong thing. Those are to be detached. Those are to be separated. Uh-oh. And you ever, you ever tried to unglue something? What happens? It's a mess. <laughs> you destroy it. So when God forms a marriage union, he takes those two and he, he glues them together with the purpose of satisfaction that they're satisfied in that there's this exclusive devotion that they have for each other that christ puts in their hearts the man he he nourishes his wife through the word and he cherishes her as, as christ cherishes the church and he'll come again for men it's, it's just beautiful here and that we overcome that we see the fullness of god that we represent him is a reflection, is, is a beautiful witness to the saved and to the unsaved world. That's, that's what I like here. The, the good marriage is a, is, is, is a God witness. It, it honors Him. It, it's, full of a, it's full of that agape love, that love of God Himself, that, the, the love of God that just fills your heart. And then it reaches out over and over and over. And it loves your wife. And it makes her feel like, man, I'm loved by this man. I'm, I'm treasured. I'm honored. And I just think, God, that's what you want to do. Man, guys, this, this, is, this is a lot easier to preach than it is to do it. I mean, this, this message is, is difficult because I, I don't want you to think, oh, man, he's being a Pollyanna. He's up there trying to. No, 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 no. I, I messed this up. I got a wife that loves Christ deeply. She loves me. She honors me. She respects me. And I, but, yeah, I, I want to teach you God's fullness here let's look at the box because we got to land this plane pretty quick what's a husband to do he's to love his family but put his family first and his emotions and his affections god be the center of my emotions and my affections as a man god help me to live with my wife in an understanding way that's first peter we've talked about that before help me to serve them secondly he serves his family when he protects them god help me to protect my wife and my kids help it to be a safe environment a safe zone i mean whether whatever we're letting come through the internet let it be a safe zone let whatever's coming through the tv let it be safe yes keith locking the door let it be safe whatever it is god help this to be a safe a protective place for christ um, that I, I serve them through protection and then third one here it is a husband and a father serves his family by praying for them this is the one that I love to do. I, and I, I don't feel like I'm a hypocrite here. I, I really work hard at this one, praying for my family. Continually, throughout the day, 
God drops them in my heart to pray for them individually and for specific needs. And it's a high and holy honor. Is it not a high and holy honor, men? For us to pray for the protection and for the joy of our families and for leadership and for guidance. People all the time, Pastor, pray for me. And so many times it's about your family and it's about your marriage. And man, that's an honor that you would ask me, invite me to participate with you in the high calling of heaven. God, help us to, to love you, to, to put you first. Here, I, I saw this in study, and it's not a real word, but we're going to make it a word. I like it, and, and, I, and I'm going to end this sermon. This is a great word. I want you to messiahify your marriage. Messiahify, M-E-S-S-I-A-H-F-Y. Messiahify your marriage. We made up the word today messiahify if somebody asks you what are you doing i'm trying to messiahify my marriage and they're going you're going to who you're going to massage it well you might need massage it too messiahify that we're going to invite jesus to be the center is that a good word from god's word this morning for our church i wish everybody could have been here today man donna tell you i was so depressed when i got up this morning and it wasn't because it was sunday i love sundays it wasn't because i'd lost an hour of sleep and i was bitter I was sad because it was raining. It was actually flooding when I first, you know, I was like, oh man, really? Because I said, so many people will not come to the house of God today. And y'all came. You're my favorites. Don't tell anybody. You're my favorites in this room. You're my favorites. Man, we're going to go to heaven. I don't know about the rest of them. I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. They'll go to heaven. They'll go to heaven. Okay. All right. I got, I got to stop. Messiah fire. Man, this, you see, y'all out there laughing and all that. You're like, I'm here, I'm ringing wet. This is a hard message to preach. But man, God, it's got kingdom value. And he holds his shoes up. What a crazy man. Okay, let's pray. Lord Jesus, it has been so good. And I'm humbled to stand on the stage and to teach your word. I pray that your word would have eternal dividends and produced in our hearts and lives. God, I pray that you would touch every marriage covenant in this room by the authority and the spirit of Jesus and make it new. Lord, I pray for every person in this room, single or married, that they would be pure and holy and walk after you. I pray that you spoke to hearts, that you brought conviction today, and I pray that you would change me and you would change my friends and make us like Jesus. God, give us a good afternoon, Father, and let us messiahify our marriage if we're married. In Christ Jesus, amen. All right.